Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. Welcome into another episode of Smooth Operators. I am your good friend, Ben McClurkin. Joined alongside me today is Noah Phillips. Griggs cannot make it, unfortunately. He had prior commitments. But we have a lot to get into today. And uh, one of one of the things that's crazy about this offseason, um, as you know, is a lot of changes and transfers and controversies. And, and actual news. And actual news, which we didn't have last year. That is, in fact, true. We did not have that. For the first year. time ever, the grid has been the same, but literally everything else that could change has changed. Um, but we know the grid will not stay the same. No. it might. All, all the cars might look the same um, as each other, not the same as last year, except for Red Bulls, which is something that we will get. <laughs> I will have to get into later because, holy cow, um, the, the, the liveries are all the same color. Carbon fiber. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with that, man. No. It, it, the cars look good last Carbon year. Fiber. Cars look good last year. You yeah. know, the sponsors are still on there. I'm gonna miss. Go I'm faster. gonna miss the Alfa Romeo. Um, also, uh, we got to see a hint at what each team is doing conceptually. Um, some of them were pointless, but some of them seem to actually be uh, meaningful when talking about the development of the cars throughout the season. Um, there's also been drama at the head offices of several companies. Um, Alpine had a lot of turnover, and don't even get me started about Red Bull. I, and yeah, we probably I, shouldn't I, talk too much about that. No, all all we have to say is is that the problem is serious, and yes. we do not condone what has happened. That is all we will say about that. Um, but wow, yeah, it's it's just been a really really crazy hectic off season. Um, and there are lots of um, implications for all of these all of these things that have happened. Um, lots of consequences in in our in our very small small world of F one that we occupy. But yeah, without further ado, this is I guess the second to last preseason show. Let's go. Oh, word. Let's the, get into it. The the, the sh- when does the schedule start? Uh, testing starts February 24th. Oh my gosh. Actually, so that's next week. This oh. is our last preseason show, guys. Uh, we made it through, uh, and it kind of flew by, honestly. Yeah, it has not felt like, uh, more than three days since the schedule, or the previous season ended, it feels like. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? This year, there's going to be more races throughout the year than not. The off season is is so short because they're doing twenty four races that um, we'll have a very very brief off season. Obviously, we have the summer break and the brief winter break, but I mean it's just gonna be crazy how many races we have to cover, and it comes with its pros and cons. Obviously, um, obvious. It's great to have lots of information, but it hopefully won't be the same information we give you every week as it was last year. The same information as Max Verstappen <coughs> has won another race this yeah. time in the 
village of blank eight in a row town of blank eight Eight in in a a row row. man that was crazy um you know what did you did you see um what happened with uh perez winning um i guess it was in azerbaijan max came out and said i'm never losing to that guy again and then didn't he did what he said he was gonna do. Yeah, which is insane. It, it was it was kind of terrifying hearing that little sound bite. Um, so yeah, he probably won't lose to him ever again. He probably won't lose ever <laughs> again. Well, he lost a a Ferrari last year. And speaking of which, I, I mean, I feel like we should probably talk about it. Ferrari is changing aero concept, but also they've changed their livery, and I. Really love it. It's not I, red I, enough. I'm in love with it. The whole car is red. They added more red. Yeah, but they got black. They, they got a little bit there. They got rid of the black on the wing, and they added a red, a red wing element, red on the end of the wing as well instead of black last year. I think it's really pretty. The, the issue is it's not red enough. Uh, the shell logo needs to be red. The watch company <laughs> needs to be red. Um, the other sponsors need to be red. Fair enough. The pit box needs to be red. The car needs to be red. Everything hey, needs to be hey, red. The rims are red. They were black last year. They're yeah. red this year. We're, they look good. We are taking steps to becoming yes. 2024 world champions. But you need the entire car, including the tires, at all times to be bright red. Exactly. Totally agree. I, I don't. I couldn't agree more. I Thank you. I don't know what we, where that idea has not been. Yeah. That's all we have to do. It's not that hard. What I want to know is Red Bull's secret sauce to cooking up the most like crazy span of liveries in the past three years. Man, like wh- where do you even start? I've never seen, I've never seen anything like it. Except I've seen everything exactly like it for the past three years. Sorry for the pause. You may not have sensed that I was being sarcastic there. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, it really like the the car livery on the Red Bull looks the exact same. But oh my goodness, is it different? Um, I sent something out to the Smooth Operators group chat last night, discussing how Red Bull has come up with an entirely different aerodynamic concept at, from last year. Um, they now have moved to vertical side pod inlets, um, like the ground effect cars of days days past. Um, and it is tucked tightly in there to get as much aerodynamic feed into the floor as possible. Um, what's weird is that it's not at all like the Mercedes concept um, from last year where the side pod was very small and you had an extending wing crash structure feature um, on the outer bodywork of the, of the car. But basically what they did is they took their existing side pod concept with that long lip sticking out from the bottom of the intake. They moved that up top, and then they took the intake and just put it flush with the side of the car underneath the side pod. So it's it's hidden completely underneath this lip, and that lip now feeds air to the floor, and it feeds air down the back on a ramp-type structure to the diffuser. Um, or the beam wing of the diffuser. So what you have is everything being even more tightly packaged, even, everything even more closely related. And there's a ton of different inlet and outlets for the air to go through 
Um, and I think, like, it was not what I expected. I thought it would look exactly like last year's car. Who knows? It could still. They could just be hiding what they're doing. But I think if... <clears throat> Excuse me. I think if the car launch is any indication of the aerodynamic concept that we're going to see, um, expect there to be large amounts of aerodynamic disparity between them and the teams that copied their concept from last year. And you brought up the fact that this may just be something to hide what they're going to actually do yeah. when testing comes around. I think that may be the case. Right. Because we'll me, find out next week. Me, it looks just a little bit too basic. I don't know. It's not. It's weird because it's, it's not it's just, basic. It's just like hidden. You can't tell what's going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You never really can tell with these things because, of course, they do have to hide so much stuff uh, because they know that the other competition will copy them. Yeah. Like they have done for the past year or so and a half, like we've seen in the other car launches that have not just been about delivery, yep. but how they would apply to Red Bull's car. Right. Um, and with that, with all the aerodynamic upgrades, you also have to remember that this is coming off less wind tunnel time than they've had the last two years because right. of that great difference in points in that winning of the season to where they don't get the same amount of time in that air tunnel and thus, therefore, could be going into it not fully informed of what their exact concept is. That, to me, worries me just a little bit in terms of um, what to think about it. Yeah. Because, obviously, they'll make changes going after testing and going into the first couple parts of the season if it's not what they think it is. And right. Of course, they haven't had the same amount to really test that at the other teams. Yeah. Which well, I think could be a huge deal. Yeah, and for them to cook up a crazy aerodynamic concept, uh, the rear wing's different um, from what I saw. Uh, now the the um, the flap, the curve part that was, was previously integrated into the rear wing is now detached. So the DRS part looks like it's a completely different piece of the wing. So, um, you know, the DRS flap, how it's it, – like when they launched um, the F1 car for the rules, um, it was kind of integrated into the into the little hoop part around the outside, like yeah. the end plate type deal. The Red Bull just completely took the DRS flap, uh, allegedly, uh, from what I've seen. So, it, again, it could be completely different. But they took that edge of the DRS flap and detached it from the the rest of that wing piece. So if they cooked up something that insane with that little time, I mean, really, everyone else is way behind. Yeah, and I think the funniest part of all the about this entire uh, discourse, especially online and on Twitter and Instagram, is F1 posted the old – Red Bull car with the new one and said, look at all the differences they have. Yeah. And, of course, you scroll through the comments and you see all the people saying it looks the exact same. But when it doesn't. In re- when you're in reality, <clears throat> outside of the paint job and outside of the sponsors, it is a completely different car under the hood, around the hood, and next to the hood. Everywhere on that car is going to be different. And personally, it gives me a little bit of hope that maybe they – uh, thought too highly of themselves and decided, hey, we're going to completely change this up on limited 
um, wind tunnel time and shoot for the stars and try to get something big uh, coming out of the gate. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we got you got a great concept you can fall back on. We got an entire year to change the car and figure out what we're doing with it. Yeah, Red Bull's fallback option is insane too because of the way that they dominated. Um, I don't know. It's just like if if the concept sucks, oh well, we can just do the same thing that we did. <laughs> you also have the greatest driver, quite possibly of the, especially on the grid, if not ending up becoming one of the greatest of all time in Max Verstappen. Stapping yeah. a young goat, as some would say. I don't think he's going to be exactly the greatest of all time if he doesn't. Well, I'll take that back. He has every right to continue domination and continue building up that legacy to where he could one day be recognized as the greatest of all time. Uh, and just having that guy in your back pocket, if you're Red Bull, I think you can go out there and put a lawnmower on the car and he could at least score you points. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's very true. Um, did you see – I know we're still harping on Red Bull, but I kind of want to change subjects. Did you see that Fernando Alonso put himself out there for Mercedes to hire? He said, oh, yeah, I mean, I could I could definitely take that spot during well, the Aston Martin car launch. <laughs> well, you know. How about that? We are going to take a spot here and go on a PSA break. Brother. That's good. And That's we're going to talk about that when we come back after these two minutes of PSAs here on Weagle 91.1 FM, you're listening to Smooth Operators. Welcome back into WEGL 91.1 FM. You're listening to Smooth Operators, and we're about to get into a little bit of drama, as the kids like to say. Alonzo has said he could take that Mercedes spot during the car launch of Aston Martin. Yep. What do we think about this, boys? And Griggs Blankenberg has rejoined us in the studio. Yes. Ran hello. from Neville Arena. Welcome, Griggs. Did not stop. Ran here, yes. Well, hello, everybody. Glad to be Back on the smooth operators' airways. It was a long, it was a long two-week break, but we made it. We it made was it. really not bad. We were talking about how it kind of flew by. Next week is testing. It is true. It has flown by, but yeah, let's talk about Fernando Alonso. So he said that he said he could drive for Mercedes. I mean, we talked about this. I think what two weeks ago. That would be a great fit for them right there if they were to go that route. Since yes, he's still performing at a high level. Yes, he'll probably take a shorter-ish contract. So if you still have someone you like in the future, you, that won't jeopardize your future. You don't have to give him a long-term contract. And he knows that he could be competitive in any car is. But with Mercedes working well, if they figure it out, they've had a two-year lull. But if they figure it out this year, then maybe even more we'll see in the summer break. He actually will join the Silver Arrows, as they once were called. Yeah, and I got to say, I mean – Fernando is a safe pair of hands um, to put any car in, but also he is a very, very strong candidate for um, a high level of competition, like you said. Um, <clears throat> we're just kind of 
we're kind of breaking down a few of the launches. Um, we talked about Red Bull. We talked about how good the Ferrari looks. Um, it wasn't purple. It wasn't purple, unfortunately. It was not red enough. No one thinks it wasn't red enough, but it's way no, less. Uh, it's got way more red on it than it did last year. It's so. much. It's much more red than carbon fiber, which you should be happy for. No, it said, wasn't red carbon fiber. Noah said it was a step in the right direction, but next step year towards winning. Next year, the tires need to be all red. Is is his claim? You, go, you can go chrome wheels too. That'll be fast. No, please no. Um, so yeah, uh, Mercedes obviously dropped their car, um, kind of awkwardly. You know. It's it's weird when you have the the driver that made your team successful. Um, it was kind of nonchalant. They just kind of Lewis Total and George just kind of stood around, and then they showed some footage from the car driving around Silverstone, which was cool. Um, I think it's it's good that they didn't hype it up too much, and I'm I'm kind of glad that they weren't just like you know, making this a social media event of the century or whatever. It was nice and low-key. Um, Ferrari was pretty cool, too, because it shows them whipping the car around uh, the test track. It's kind of the ultimate flex. Here's our car that we designed racing around our track that we designed to test our cars. Um, that said, uh, the livery's really good. It's classic. It looks good. Um, I like the large weave carbon fiber at the back being kind of hidden behind the red, um, making it into sort of a stripe. Uh, and I like that it was a no-nonsense reveal. Sauber's was crazy. I'm not calling it kick. I'm not calling it steak. I'm calling it Sauber because that's what it is. It's a, it's a team with a sponsor in front of it. So I think that the launch was pretty cool. I got to watch that live. Um some very cool animations. I thought the sound design was a little tacky. Uh, they used... No, the sound design we got here at WEDL nothing, nothing like that. But they were using various engine noises of cars. And ironically, they used um, an Audi rally car from the 80s called the Quattro S1, which was an absolute beast. Don't get me wrong. But for an F1 car launch to use... Audi engine noise from Rally is very unusual. I kind of liked it, but it was also a little bit tacky because it was like, hmm, let's just pick some engine noises that sound good. I have something to say about the car launches, not about the cars in general. Okay. It felt like a lot of the car launches were later in the day in terms of central time zone than they are normally. Because yeah. well, in the past, I've noticed a lot of them in the morning, but like Red Bulls coming out like the middle of the day yesterday, I was yeah. like... Or like later in the day, I'm like I watched it live too. It was a good yeah, one. Yeah, I remember because the rebels last year we talked about it. I talked yeah. about it with Marty Smith too. He said when I was in the jungle last year talking with him about it, like, oh, that was cool. You did the Red Bull car. I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the show. Yeah, we talked with him about it. It was me and Connor, <laughs> who I think has been on. My, I was on the other show here. Or, he's no, been e on EGL. I think he's, he he's been on a uh, Smop. I, I think I think he has for a minute, but yeah, no. But we talked about it with Marty Smith. He's like it was one of the worst like kind of performance like run <laughs> thingies like ever because like. Did he, he feel like called, it was suffocating? Her, it was weird because he was up there. He called Stefano uh, Domenicali up, and he thinking he would come up on the stage. Yeah. And he just stayed his seat and, like, waved, thinking like that. So it wasn't really planned. <laughs> like, he didn't have, like, <laughs> it wasn't really, like, he thought it was going to be, like, a lot of little I think I can say that now. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he was great, though, talking with Marty Smith. He said he was a, an enjoyable experience, though. And, yeah. I mean, of course, like, he's, he's particularly a NASCAR guy. He's been in the WEGL studios before Noah. 
We saw him yes. that one time. Yes. He has yeah. come in here, but we've seen him with that. He but looked at us. He, he did. Us. Open invite, Marty, if you want to come on the show and talk about F1 car launches, you are more than welcome um, if you feel so inclined. Or we can talk about North Wilkesboro. Or we could talk about North Wilkesboro. I would love to talk about Marty Smith. Um, where's he from? Uh, the South. God. Yeah, the South. <laughs> it's, either, it's either Georgia or the Carolinas, I He's think. He's just famous for being Southern. <laughs> so, like, one-fourth of the Southern states. <laughs> yeah. Y'all y'all put my man in a box. Uh, um, that's hilarious. But, no, going back, like, I mean, the Red Bull car, the design we saw was a little bit different. Uh, very different. Very different. Like, yeah, and we did get into that. You got into that. You were away. And, but like, Sorry, buddy. Not Yeah, I know. But besides, like, the actual, like, look of the car, like, in terms of, like, paint the paint and stuff it it's aesthetically looked, the same it is i mean i was thinking too like yeah you're supposed to change the car but like if it ain't broke kind of don't fix it yeah it's a good livery it works and in terms of the car i know they have to change it too but like just keep adding on because imagine like what that car did last year and imagine what it was going to do now that they have their full wind tunnel time allotment able to be used well yeah but see we were also talking about this they cooked up a crazy concept with no no wind tunnel testing relatively speaking. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, last season, I was like, oh, yeah, with the penalty from 2021 and all of that being a pile-on effect that we probably won't see until 2023. In 2024, we still haven't seen any effects of that. And now that they've come up with an even wilder concept, like what's what's next for this team? Like where do they go from here? If If the car is a bad concept, you know, and again, this was on the last segment. I hate to repeat myself, but if the concept was bad, then they can just revert to last year's car, basically, and it'll be it'll be just as competitive. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Like they could easily go back, but yeah, but we were just talking about how Red Bull might be two steps ahead in development on the people that are copying them now by making an entirely new concept. Oh, of, exactly. Instead of iterating their last concept, so. Who knows what that's going to lead to? Oh, for sure. But it was good. Like, if, are we going to talk about our next segment, which was our favorite? Uh, sure. I imagine that's what we're going to talk did about. Did you Did you watch it? I watched some of them. Not like I didn't watch the car. I'm just talking about like the actual uh, like car the, design because we did that last year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we can, we can. There's, we'll do that next. There's just been so much that's been we'll happening. Do that, like, we'll do that next segment. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Why don't we get into it now? Just real quick. Uh, we ain't got enough time. We don't oh, have time. Man. We don't we got enough time. time to give it. I mean, if we want to go back. Let's go back to Fernando for just a, mo- okay. a minute. Yeah, so yeah. So he said he thinks he could drive at Mercedes. Obviously, yeah. If you hear, he pretty if you much re- offered Mercedes <laughs> at the Aston launch. If you hear Mercedes with that, who, who are you taking over Fernando Alonso, if anyone? I mean, right now Toto thinks it's Kimi Antonelli, who hasn't even had a season in F two yet. If if it's wait another year on Kimi Antonelli after this season, then it could very well be Alonso. Um, but the question is, is, for, is, Alon- is Alonso going to want to take a one-year contract? Yeah, totally. At Mercedes, even if they give him a bunch more money at Aston Martin, you think? Totally. I mean, I guess that's true. And then he gets to go into another bidding battle, especially since yeah, he, he, he gets doesn't to know. Be the, he gets to be the center of attention especially for we don't, three years. Especially since we don't know. So the only t- top three team that's filled up right now is Ferrari. Yeah. So. And we're going to win it all. Win it. You're going to win it all? Yeah. Win it all. I don't know. This year or next year? Every year. Both years. I want to know what y'all's theory, uh, theories are on what happens with Alonzo and Red Bull. Is there is there a possibility of that door opening up? No. Because no. I don't 
I think they're looking for somebody to be a designated second. And I don't think Alonzo is going to be a designated second. He may be a second in like the fact that he's, he's probably going to. He's a second driver at Aston Martin right now. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's not wrong. He's clearly the better driver. Alonzo, um, Alonzo the pay driver. At, yeah, mm. literally. Um, I think they want somebody who can comfortably stay behind Verstappen and defend. And that's not what, who you want. And that's not who you want. Alonzo's going to go out there and fight. I don't know, man. Something. Red Bull has cooked up. Red Bull has made some wild. Uh, driver pairings over the years. Um, this is the first one that's been a true neutral um, between the two. And even then, Verstappen still has a rivalry with Perez. I don't think Perez has a rivalry with Verstappen. But um, I think Verstappen's only competition is his teammate. No matter what team he's in, no matter where he is. Well, actually, no, he just wants to beat everybody. But um, his only real threat is his teammate at this point because he's in such a superior piece of machinery. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case this season. It could really be a flawed aerodynamic concept, but I think it's aimed at giving them even better handling characteristics, even more aero balance. So I have very few doubts in my mind that them pushing the design direction of this car um, to an extreme is going to negatively affect their performance because if if they're really they're not chasing downforce anymore, that's not what they're going for. They're going for balance, and if they if they perfect the balance of this car, it's going to be night and day between them and everybody else. That said, um, again, I keep talking about it. I'm kind of harping on Red Bull, but yeah it's that's just what the people want to hear that the winner it's what they want to hear man that's what they people want there could be there could be a downfall of red bull this season or they could be the most dominant team ever uh, a four peat would be wild the kansas city chiefs could field a formula one team and say we're taking it this year you never i can sure hope tell. not because they robbed they tell. robbed me of my fernando alonzo taylor swift dream but yeah, so that's gonna do it for our segment on Fernando Alonso and some more car launch. When we come back for the second segment, we're gonna go over our favorite liveries. What do we like? What do we not like? And what are our top three? So do not go anywhere. It's a livery season here on Smooth Operators, and you're listening to Smooth Operators on Week 91.1. Everybody to the Smooth Operators Podcast. I'm your good friend, Ben McClurkin. Joined alongside me now is Griggs Blankenberg. And No Phillips has picked up a bongo. Actually, that's not a bongo. That's a djembe. Anyway, um, enough enough drum talk. Let's talk about uh, drops. Livery drops. Paint schemes. Yeah. Color schemes. Stickers on a car sometimes. Where they can, stay, where they can save weight. They will. Um. So yeah, let's, let's get, get right into it. into it. Let's do how we do our predictions. So let Griggs, I will start. We'll go around. No, I'm I'm going to direct. Kick it people. off. So I'm going to go to Ben first, then no, then back to me. So let's nah, start. Griggs, you can kick it off. Our least favorite car, Ben. Least favorite. Um, you can go by design. Go by what it looks like, paint color, what you think of the car in general, whatever. It's your criteria. Man, um, 
there were some absolute bangers and some absolute failures this season. I have found redeeming qualities in all of them, but of the 10 that I liked the least, um, our biggest loser will go to McLaren. Hmm. I like that they got rid of the blue. I like that there's more papaya. I like that the livery's kind of a tribute to when they were successful. But if you look at their IndyCar liveries, they could just be doing so much more. There's so much more to be found there. Um, replacing that black carbon fiber with some white, lightweight paint. White's probably one of the heaviest colors you can get, but I'm sure that in Formula One, you can make it light. Um or you could do colored carbon fiber. That's a thing. Developing that is already in existence. So if you, this is my suggestion to McLaren and all the other teams that have made their liveries black um, as the primary color, develop some colored carbon fiber or something so that we can so that we can enjoy the beauty of colorful cars once again in Formula One. That's what I grew up on. That's how I fell in love with the sport. Um, when I was very young, I fell in love with motorsports because the cars were so cool, but they were also so colorful. And if they were all black, I don't think it would have the same appeal. So listen to me. Think of the children. Make your cars more colorful. Um, Noah, what's your least favorite? See, I also am not the biggest fan of the McLaren car, but it's probably the second worst mm. to me. And okay. you talk about being colorful. Yes. All right. That's not a good idea. If the color you're choosing is lime green or whatever <laughs> green color this kick sauber is, oh my goodness. It is kind of a monstrosity. It does not look good. Like, I get the concept. You know, green can be a cool color. It's the color of money. Uh, it, it's a color of the Oakland A's, you know, money ball, all that sort of stuff. But Money. Lord, does it not look good? Well, when your on team this Formula One car, when your team only exists to make money, that's what you get. You get green and you get dirty. All right, wave mine. Yeah. So you said McLaren. You said Kick or Sauber. Sauber. We're calling them Kick when we talk about them not good. We'll call them Sauber when they're doing okay. So we're yeah. gonna call them Kick. Yeah. Well, kick describes That's this. That's been established. It was yeah. clutch or kick. They showed up with this livery, and we kicked them. <laughs> nice. Uh, this is a tough one. There, I'm centering in on two, but I'm going to go with this one. It's just so much in just a space of a car. I'm going to go with the Rebel Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. Okay. I just when I look at this car, when I just see the clashing of the blue, the white, the red, along with the Cash App logo, it just doesn't. I just didn't like it too much. I liked it until they slapped the cash out logo Yeah, on I, it would have probably fi- been fine if it was just Visa. But the problem is there's yeah. just so many colors on there. And I'm usually good with like two, maybe three. But that much right there, the green, blue, red, white. Yeah, just not for me. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Let's do our third best car that you liked, Ben. Uh, third. Well, that's a random selection. Oh, you're gonna do top three, so I was gonna go in. A, okay. We're to go in a yeah, top three. Um, hmm. I'd say the Red Bull is my third favorite. Okay. Um, keeping with the tried and true, I like the familiarity. I like 
um, how it's still got some color on it. It's not bad. Not bad. Ben. Or, sorry, Noah. See, I'm looking at all these cars, and I just do not know what to pick for the third one. I think I have my one and two, but I do not think I have my third. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I'm going to go with the new Mercedes car. I... It's weird. Every three through like six is just kind of toss ups for me uh, between them and some other ones. I won't give away those, so maybe people think my one and two are different. But just looking through it, I do not know entirely how to feel. And I feel like the Mercedes car at least looks good. I think they've added some more stuff to it that makes it look just a little bit more appetizing than they did last year. Third for me. Okay, yeah, I like this one. It's a little bit out of the box. They changed a few things, but I like it. I'm going to go with the Williams. I like that shade of blue a lot, and I do like the kind of what they did, the creative idea they did with the Duracell battery. Hmm. So I like the kind of like that mix between navy and royal blue a lot. And for that reason, I'll be going with the Williams because I do like that shade of blue. All right, Ben, you're second. Uh, hmm. I would say it's tough. I'm split between a few of them. Oh, shoot. I love the Mercedes. I really do. It's, it's so pretty. Um, that combination of silver, black, it's kind of a tribute to all their good cars without being a throwback. I like the Williams. It's very clean and just good to look at. It really is. Um, honestly, I really did like the RB quite a lot. It's good to see that vibrant cobalt blue. But number two for me is going to go to Ferrari. It's not red enough. I red love enough. the Ferrari. Um, it's a throwback. It's classic. It's pretty. But it's not crazy um and it's not bland so thank you ferrari for making a modern classic so for my number two as a wrestling fan i'm a huge fan of gimmicks and you brought it up griggs with the duracell idea i love that gimmick of working the duracell uh battery into the top of the car and then just the all-around colors and the shading of that Williams car makes it near perfect. And that is going to be my number two for me because I think it just looks so good with the F1 wheels, especially the hard compound. Uh, it may look a little different with like a soft compound or medium compound, but that white on the hard compound oh, yeah. tires, oh, my gosh, it looks so good. It's just so grown up. So grown up and so good looking, with especially with I know it. I just called it a gimmick, but that little hint of the Duracell battery on top, that little orange, whatever color that is, mm -hmm. looks fantastic. Yeah. All right. I loved it. My second favorite car. May cause a little conscious. They didn't do too much, but they. I still like the way it looks. I'm going with the Aston Martin. Hmm. That shade of green, I think, blends really well. 
it's a nice transition into the carbon fiber. Unlike where you're like McLaren, we go orange into direct carbon fiber. I think that darker green's able to transition a little bit better. Yeah, I into like that. I like the fade. Um, it feels more natural. Mm-hmm. I agree. And when looking at the Aston, um, it's kind of reassuring that it's the same. So it kind of gives you the sense that they're going to emulate their performance from last year um, and being competitive right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I like it. Noah. Or sorry, Ben. Sorry. Yeah. You're number one. Number one. Um, hmm. Hmm. Again, it's tough. I've put a lot of thought into this, but I keep overthinking it. Um, you know what? The Merc. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I like that the numbers are back to black with a white outline. There's not the crazy like neon and blue. Um, I really love that they brought back the Patronus teal. Um, especially uh, as it stripes down the side of the bodywork. It's just very pretty. Um, they put the logos back on. Yeah, it's it's just clean. The lines around the air box look great. That fade on the Ineos logo uh, transferring into the black. It's just like, ooh, chef's kiss. Well done, Merck. Well, for num- for my number one, I've already talked about how it isn't red enough. But even still, without it being all red, the Ferrari livery looks utterly fantastic. This red and black they have picked absolutely go outstanding with each other. And even though it looks like this thing is covered in sponsors, it still looks fantastic. I mean, the red rims really go a long way with selling this car to me and the uh, white and gold lines that they have that are just kind of above the um, numbers also look fantastic, and that bleeds in uh, around their side pods, and I just absolutely love this car, especially with them keeping the – I don't even know what the correct word for this is, but like the uh, lettering across the rear wing. It looks fantastic. If they would just make it all red, I would – probably marry it and move out to Italy with it. You best believe. For my number one pick, it's iconic. It stands the test of time. It's something we've never seen done before. I'm talking about the kick. Boy, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. 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 I'm going to go with the Ferrari, though, like Noah, because like I said, it, like Noah said, it could be more red, but for someone who actually, like, was not a Ferrari fan. I like kind of what they did with that. You need some stuff to go in there to kind of just like, not just make it all red. Like I like the the white and the in the yellow they kind of used in there. I like the way they did the numbers this year. That's really good. I like how they made them like kind of have where white numbers with like the yellow outline. I think it works really well, especially with their new race suits this year. I think it looks very very good. And again, it's iconic. We talked about it all the time. And so Ferrari said, when a kid colors a car, he colors it red. That's the reason right there. So this car is still mainly red. Not They're not taking the more carbon fiber approach a lot of the other teams are. And for that, I respect them, keeping with tradition. Now, was that is that tradition going to get them any more wins? That We beg to see. We'll see that on track next week. Or is that next week or two weeks? Next week. That's next testing. week. So we'll see that next week. And then try to survive next week. Is that true? 
believe so. Can't wait. I'm not looking forward to that as much as I am for testing because this is the here and now, and we have so much to look forward to. Well, as someone who's going on a plane next weekend, I will be watching this. So for sure, on a plane, you're supposed to be in airplane mode, brother. Yeah. I'll download He'll have it downloaded. Yeah. Don't you worry. You're going to uh, cause the plane to crash out the sky. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, feel free to download our podcast on your favorite podcast apps if you feel so That's inclined. my line. And we will be right back. We'll be right back after our final break for more groundbreaking coverage here. As Ben said, do not go anywhere. Last segment of the show is coming up. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into Smooth Operators, and it is time for the boys to put their foots in their mouths as they try to predict this upcoming uh, testing session that we got coming up next week. It'll kick off the Formula One season, and we'll see what we are going to look for uh, within these couple testing sessions out in Bahrain. I, mean, I, I used to like it when they were in Spain, to be honest with you. I like looking at Spain a, a lot more than I like looking at Bahrain. Yeah, that's rain, fair. Driving around at night's way less interesting. Um, and we will be sad to see Spain go in 2026. As many complaints as that track has had, there are so many better places to test your cars. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, but I like the look of it. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty. The sun's shining. Even when it's cloudy, at least it's not night. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, distractions aside, I would like to say focus on what actually will be on the car and what won't be come the race because as you saw last year there was some sandbagging and i believe that will be a problem and a habit of the teams for years to come so look out for sandbagging look out for things not really being there that were teased and promoted and promised um there might be some stuff that you saw on the launches that you're not going to see. There might be some stuff that you saw on the launches that are going to be there. Um, the last launch was Red Bull. So look to see if they change the most because they just did a car launch. They didn't do a livery reveal in a car launch. They just showed up showed up with a whole new thing uh, in terms of like the actual body work. So it might be the same car. It might not be. Um, and also... I'd say watch for the timing throughout the week. Um, there will probably be multiple different um, leaders and people who are struggling at different times as they work to try to find a balance, both for the race weekend in Bahrain the following week, but also for the car for the entirety of the season. This is the, this is the first big test of how good these cars are going to be. Um, and how good their concepts are going to be, barring them, you know, sandbagging. Uh, but that said, how much real performance are these teams willing to give away? Especially the ones that are trying to come after Red Bull now. Um, because they know that Red Bull is the top dog. So are they willing to show, hey, this is what we got? Who knows? It's something to look out for. I'm excited, man. <clears throat> we this offseason flew by. Thank, thank God, because we had a lot of news to get us through. Because we could Boy, have been talking, we? we could be talking about the kick livery for two segments a couple weeks ago, but we were given 
just some craziness. Oh my goodness! February has been insane. But yeah, so is January though. The end of yeah, the end of January into February, and then the summer shenanigans this year will be unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable summer shenanigans. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the track. I'm really. I want to see the American action. I think that's the main thing I'm looking at. What yeah. can this car do? They've had two years of mediocrity, which, again, are we going to be talking about the Mercedes run of the mid-2010s to early 2020s to uh, as a uh, – they are now cost-capped. They are cost-capped because they were outspending teams by double. Yeah. So are we going to look back on that era? This, I think this season will be bigger. Are we going to look back on that Mercedes era – and be like, oh, they were just using, they're taking advantage of the money resources, which you know, th- there wasn't anything stopping them, so credit to them. Or are they, were they limited, are they limited by their money because they can't do as much as Red Bull with the talent that Red Bull has? So I, this is a big season for, for Mercedes. The last year of Lewis Hamilton, um, George Russell will probably be, is going to be the number one driver next year. So I'm really interested to see, I think that's my team, before we go into our preview a couple weeks, I'm really interested to see how they handle some of these strategy and decision calls where in the past they favored Lewis, but now what are they going to do in terms of are they giving those calls to Russell? Because, again, Lewis has been the top dog there for a long time, and now he's already out the door, not not even the summer break, and it's February 16th. So got a long way to go until the end of uh, November. So I'm interested to see that. And I also kind of I'm looking forward to seeing kind of McLaren, what can they do if they have a hot start? Because last year their start kind of prevented them from getting into those that top two point position. So yeah. I'm really they, really interested to see what that car looks like. And then with Red Bull, I mean, can it move similar to last year? Which if it's even anything close to last year, then they're already off to a great start. So I'm excited to see what testing brings. And yeah, and then Ferrari just reliability from the start. Because remember, two races in last year, Charles already had an engine penalty. So. Again, they need to have a good start as well. Well, you ain't got to worry about that, brother. We are going to have a good start, you best believe. But the thing I'm most excited to see is the media appearances. Mm-hmm. You know, their attentions are kind of running hot with the drivers right now. You have Lewis, like you said, about to leave Mercedes before the season even started. And you have um, Alonzo saying he could very easily fit into that spot over at Mercedes. So I think the biggest thing is – Watch those drivers and the way they act in those press conferences. See what kind of questions they answer well and what kind of answers or questions they have to kind of scratch their head for and say a bunch of ums and ahs before they are able to give a media satisfactory answer. I think that's going to be the biggest thing to watch out for because, like we've always said, drama is kind of the king of Formula One and it's the thing that it can kind of sell to people outside of fantastic racing and fantastic politics and all this stuff it can sell drama at the end of the day and you get those drivers in those um media rooms after red bull just won every about every single race last season and i think tensions could run high and media stories could be made and drama could be made up yeah man we're we're getting to it we are indeed getting there i still can't believe that we are so close to opening day or first race or green flag drop. I, any way you want to put it. Any way you want to put it. We have not taken a long road to get there. I feel like I have done nothing but work for the past uh, three years, and somehow we are here. Like it is. It is. It's moved by quite fast. One of the days of all time. 
we, yeah, yeah, we we got a lacrosse broadcast tonight on Weekly ninety one point one FM. If you want to tune in, uh, not on this actual radio station, it'll be on our YouTube channel. You can check in that if you want to talk about feel so inclined. Baseball on the plains. We had a great interview last night on the boardroom with Stephen Shock, uh, D one baseball contributor. We talked about Auburn baseball. It was great. If you want to check that out on your favorite podcast platform with the show, you can. We had, had to get our plugs in there. We but did. We did. Ben, you want to plug in? Ben's going to talk about smooth operators. Uh, just just hit me up on Twitter if you want to talk F1. Brother, you are not checking your Twitter, man. I'm on Twitter right now, boy. Ben, oh, oh, he's still oh, on Safari God. Twitter, so it doesn't count. You don't have the app. No, We've been over this. App. Brother, you got to get the app. I'm not going to get a Twitter addiction. Uh, yeah, no, Twitter, Twitter's bad. Yeah. For me, at least. Yeah, but like Twitter's Griggs, bad. You tweet, I'm on, you tweet too much. I'm on Twitter a lot. Apparently, I got a gimmick on Twitter now. You do. Because of Logan Hurston. You do. Call it's funny, man. though. I like it, though. But... That's going to do it for our show today. If you've been seeing it today's show, you check it out on your favorite podcast platform a little bit later today. But until next week at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, for No Phil's Ben McClurkin, I'm Greg Splankenberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. We thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, and we're Eagle. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.